This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. All right, what is going on? Welcome back to the show. It is Q&A time. We have a lot of very nutrition-focused questions today. Let's go ahead and dive right into it. So the first question was, what are some good slash nutritious ways to hit my carb goals? And then um, we went back and forth actually a bit about what she was struggling with via Instagram DM, which by the way, if you have any questions you want answered on the podcast, follow me on Instagram at Jeremiah Bear. Every Monday, I drop questions there, and feel free to anytime throughout the week, DM me questions. I'm super happy to answer them on the show here, but basically, she's struggling to eat around 160 grams of carbs. I train early in the morning, then go to work, so I only have time for a whey shake in the morning. On rest days, I make protes or protein oats for breakfast. For lunch, I'll have around 100 grams of cooked rice. Um, I grew up with a family that doesn't eat rice at dinner, maybe potatoes or pasta on occasion. And then basically her macros are 120 protein, um, fat around 30, and carbs trying to hit 140 to 160 grams. Um, A female, about 180 pounds, just trying to lose some fat and build definition. Okay, so in this case, um, what I would say first and foremost, macros are pretty solid for someone that's basically chasing a recomp like it sounds like she is. So again, we have around protein per gram, of, uh, one gram of protein per pound of body weight, which is a good target to aim for here. Fat, I would say you could likely benefit from bumping up a little bit closer to, let's say 35 to 40 grams. Because in this case, even being someone that is already pretty damn lean, at about 118 pounds, we still want to make sure we've hit that minimum fat threshold. Basically, you're taking in the amount of fat that you need for hormonal health um, to prevent any fatty acid deficiencies. Typically, which we know like this kind of floor where we want to keep fat at is around 0.3 grams per pound of body weight. And usually for women, that point is a little bit higher. So closer to like 0.35 to 0.4 grams per pound of body weight. So first and foremost, not really related to the question, but I would say you would likely benefit, you would likely feel a bit better if you bumped your fat up just a little bit. Again, probably closer to 35 to 40 grams. Now from there, as far as getting the carbs in goes, so first and foremost, I would say, just from like our conversation here, I would start by adding in a piece of fruit. And that's really what, with any of my clients who are struggling to get plenty of carbs in, and like in this case, really 160 grams is a relatively low or a relatively small amount of carbs. So typically when people are struggling to get like anywhere from 100 to 200 grams of carbs in in a day, they're just not used to habitually eating fruit. So typically where we'd start with an online coaching and I can think of like five clients so I'm taking through this process right now actually, we would start by, okay, one of your meals in the day, I just want you to add a serving of fruit to it. So let's say you were adding to breakfast, you're gonna add some blueberries, okay. Easy enough, maybe even like in your protein oats, you add blueberries or like in her case, okay, she can't have brick or she doesn't have breakfast before she trains because she doesn't have time. So maybe you take a banana along with you, super easy, portable. You're going to eat that immediately post-workout. That's also really going to help your recovery because that's a rather quick digesting carb source. So good option there. 
And typically then we'll look to, okay, now that you have one down, if we still need more carbs, hey, can you add another piece of fruit? Because again, if we're talking about like nutrition here, fruit, most fruits are going to be packed with and antioxidants. You're going to get a diverse amount of nutrients from all these different fruits that you're taking in. So here we're bumping you up to, okay, you're getting two servings of fruit in, in your day. And right away we have, like that's an extra typically 50 to 60 grams that you've added in. And then from there, we would look through the rest of your day. Okay, can we bump the portion sizes of your carbs that you're already eating? So now as someone that it sounds like is potentially struggling to eat enough, I will look first and foremost at, okay, what are gonna be the most digestible or the quickest digesting carb sources? So we know that, being too full isn't as much of an issue. Or what are, basically what are gonna, <laughs> what's gonna be the easiest to get down? So here, um, we could look at like, okay, that 100 grams of cooked rice, can we increase that to 150 to like 200 grams of cooked rice? Right away, we can ramp the carbs up pretty quick there. Or again, like as I alluded to earlier, when we're adding in that second piece of fruit, like, hey, can we add that in as a snack sometime throughout your day? And there, that's really how I would go about it. Again, if we're looking at like, all these are going to be nutritious sources of carbs um, coming from whole foods. But again, if it was like, hey, satiety is the issue, I'm just pretty damn full with the current amount of carbs I'm eating. We know, okay, like she mentioned eating potatoes sometimes. We probably don't want to bump that up. But for most clients in a situation like this, just adding more fruit is where it's at. And again, we can get up to like, three, four servings a day. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of bullshit out there about like fruit makes you fat, which really, really isn't the case. Fruit are definitely one of the most nutritious carb sources we can work in our diet. And absolutely, like in a situation like this where she is, fruit seems to be very minimal, that's absolutely where I would start. And then from there, you can look to again, like white rice is a very easy, very nutritious source that we can add. Um, you could also even go about and not necessarily as nutritious, but if you're really struggling to get carbs in, okay, we can look at like, can you add some dextrose to that whey protein shake you're drinking first thing in the morning? Can you drink a Gatorade during your training session? Could you drink some highly branched cyclic dextrin during your training session? But really, I would just start with the fruit and um, potentially like look to increase that serving size of rice and you should be set there. All right, so... The next question that we have is, when you set a calorie goal for a client, is it net carbs or just regular carbs? So when I set macro goals for an online client, it is going to be just like total carbs. So meaning carbs from, basically, so when we're talking about this idea of net carbs, basically it's, so we know that fiber, which is technically a carb, it's not digested, it doesn't create a blood sugar response, and it doesn't create an insulin response. So basically, like it's often looked at as a quote-unquote free calorie, right? So that's why, if you, for example, if you look on the back of, and like many like um, low-carb tortillas, Quest bars, um, a multitude of different um, like health foods, will really promote this idea of net carbs, right? Now, again, like your body doesn't digest the fiber. It doesn't create an insulin response or a blood sugar response. So I do push my online clients to like, hey, we're gonna eat, we're gonna try to bump up your fiber here. And that's really, again, like similar to what we talked about earlier with this idea of working in a lot more fruit. 
um, that's one of the things we can do to like increase the overall volume of your food to really get you more satiated, but it is technically less calories that you're taking in. Um, so it is a good strategy to focus on that said, I think when we're focusing on this idea of like net carbs versus regular carbs, one, it's just hard to know, like nothing that we eat is a hundred percent fiber. So we can very easily get to the point of like trying to split hairs too much. Like, Hey, is this, was that my net carbs or that like my total carbs? Right. And I think for most people, this ends up being more confusing than not. So I understand the idea of like focusing on net carbs. That said, again, though, I think it's splitting hairs. I think that generally it's a good idea to like prescribe carbs, protein, fat, and then focus on like, hey, if you're really struggling with hunger, let's focus on ramping your car or your fiber up a little bit more. You'll get more satiety out of it. Or again, if we're more fat loss focused, we want to introduce more fiber into your diet typically because that's going to help keep you full longer. And also, again, if you're absorbing fewer of those calories, that can help push your fat loss along. But we still like mentally, like if you look at your calorie total, oh, like look at all these calories that I still get to eat. So um, fiber is like somewhat like similar to, to how like eating a lot of protein is a quote unquote nutrition hack for fat loss. We could say the same for fiber, but I just set an overall calorie or an overall carb goal. Um, and then the next question, which also came from Jen, who asked the previous question, when you burn calories, can you eat this quote unquote makeup calories or just stick to the prescribed amount? My fitness pal adjusts calorie intake when the exercise deficit is included. So here I absolutely don't, um, have my online clients subtract like the overall calories that my fitness pal gives you for like, Hey, you burn this amount of calories during your training session. The reality is any calorie calculators that we have available. So like anything on your Apple watch your Fitbit, my fitness pal, they're just wildly inaccurate because they can't gauge your metabolism. They don't actually like go in your body and measure your overall ratio of muscle mass to fat mass. They don't even know most of the time, like in the case of my fitness pal, likely they don't even calculate how fast your heart is beating. Um, so really, again, these are typically wildly inaccurate, which creates a big problem when it's like, maybe this says you burn 500 calories, but also again, like we have to take into account the fact that like, Hey, if you ran a mile and the first time you ran that mile, maybe you burned um, 100 calories. But as your body adapts to that over time, two weeks later, maybe you burned 60 to 70 calories running that mile. Your body is constantly striving to get more efficient. And again, calorie calculators can't take that into account. So I absolutely don't let my clients do that. We already take their um, estimated activity level into account with the initial nutrition prescription. And then from there, like tools like that, we just focus on an overall step goal, but I don't like clients to, I never have my clients subtract the actual, um, calorie count from my fitness pal. Again, I think like if you have an Apple watch or Fitbit, absolutely like the step counter is a great tool, but past that, there's just so much room for inaccuracy. I think more often than not trying to quote unquote eat back the calories from exercise just never works out well. So if you are like looking at your calories burned in a day and trying to use that to establish like, okay, it says I burned 2,200 calories per day. So therefore to maintain, I need to eat right at 2,200 calories. Again, there are just, there's just so much room for error there. And there's so much inaccuracy within most of the tools we have to actually measure your metabolism. 
at least like anything that you wear on your wrist that you're just setting yourself up for failure. So again, typically how we go about this within online coaching is track your body weight at least three times a week so you, we can see your weekly average. Take body measurements weekly. Have you hit a consistent movement goal? We know your training program, so we know that your movement is relatively consistent. And then we adjust your nutrition around that. So are you losing typically 0.5 to 1% of body weight per week? Okay, perfect. Or are measurements shifting how we want? Okay, perfect. Keep on as is. If you're not losing, then we can adjust your nutrition. But again, focusing or like maybe we can increase step goals. So like we're going to bump you from 8,000 steps per day to 10,000 steps per day. And really that is going to be so much more effective than trying to base all of this around like the number of calories it spits out or like it's estimated calorie burn for you per day. And that is all the questions we have for today. Now, if you found this show helpful, do me a huge favor. Take a screenshot of this podcast on your phone right now, post it to Instagram and tag me. One, you're really helping me grow the reach of the show and help more people. But also, I just want to connect you and thank you for listening. And again, that is all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in.